It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, welcome into another episode of the Wolverine Live Recruiting Show. I am your host, EJ Holland. Alongside me is my co-host, Zach Leaf Libby. And uh, make sure to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel for free. And let's get right into Zach's weird costume. So a few weeks ago was Halloween, and Zach promised that he would dress up as a leaf blower on this show so he has come prepared with his leaf blower costume and that appears to be like a that looks like a scary leaf that looks like a moth or something all right show us how it works zach since you're the leaf blower so that is that <laughs> demonstration of his leaf blower costume and that is what he wore for halloween i should have dressed up in my scooby-doo one onesie to compliment you and since we're on the uh, joke side, before we dive into 2025 quarterback recruiting, somebody asked me what my favorite bird was a couple of weeks ago or last week on my Wednesday show without Zach, and I answered penguin. So I was talking to Zach when I was driving uh, back from somewhere, and I said, yeah, somebody asked me on the show what my favorite bird was, and he asked me what I answered. I said, penguin, and he said, that's not a bird, it's a mammal. So Zach <laughs> had no idea that a penguin was not a bird. Zach, do you have anything to say for yourself for not respecting penguins and their uh, bird species? I'm not going to lie. I pulled over when we were talking, you know, heading home just to see, you know, typing in like are penguins birds and <laughs> they were. So I'm like, wow, whole life just assuming they were mammals, not birds. Okay, this is what a degree from Central Michigan gets you. <laughs> wow, a blow to Central Michigan, which is also the university that produced our own Anthony Broom. Um, anyway, let's go ahead and get into 2025 quarterback recruiting. Michigan picked up a huge commitment today from Carter Smith on 300 quarterback. Um I say huge commitment, and some people I feel like are going to boo. There were a lot of upset fans for no reason because on three has Carter Smith ranked inside the top 10 as far as quarterback rankings, number eight quarterback in the country, number 112 overall prospect nationally. He's actually ranked higher on on three than 2024 quarterback commit Jaden Davis. So, I've been very high on Carter Smith. I've talked a lot about I talked a lot about Carter Smith on last week's Wednesday show with no Zach. Um, so let's go ahead and get Zach's opinion first. Thoughts on Michigan taking Carter Smith early and what he brings to the table? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been doing deep dives on his film just to, you know, it's hard not to replay that block that he did on his film. If you haven't seen that, go check that out. But um, yeah, I mean, it's. I've talked to director of scouting and rankings, Charles Power, as well as national scout, Cody Belair, about 
uh, Carter Smith. And Charles actually said, you know, Smith flashes J.J. McCarthy. And if you really deep dive into Smith's film, like, you can see it. You know, Smith's is like that kind of quarterback that, you know, that has gotten like JJ, you know, it's the type of quarterback that has gotten Michigan to where it is now, you know, college football playoff berth. And right now, um, 10 and 0 with another run at the big 10 title, like Smith just makes plays on the run. He makes off platform throws. He can tuck it and run, um, when nothing is available, he is not afraid to throw it deep. He's tough in the pocket too. Um, you know, doing more research on him, you know, you find out that, He's like this prolific baseball player, um, pitcher and shortstop. Um, you know, I'd, I'd have Belair Cody tell me that he's a top five, like projected pick in the 2025 MLB draft. Um, he also runs track like his 400 meter relay for his team. So this is just a really, really good athlete. And on the football field, I, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like he's a true dual threat quarterback. Um, you know, I think, some things that kind of evolve that are going to end up being improvements for him. Um, sort of like using his lower body to uh, have more velocity and add more strength to his throws, which was uh, said by the experts that that's an easy fix over time. But, you know, in terms of the narrative, right? Like, I think it's really cool to see Michigan quarterbacks coach Kurt Campbell lock up a kid less than two weeks after his first ever visit to Michigan. And not only that, less than two weeks after he got the offer from Michigan. So not only has Kirk Campbell been shown that he's an elite recruiter um, by constant communication over the fall, visiting Bishop Vero and Fort Myers uh, more, multiple times, including the bye week. But, you know, you can see in the interviews that he's done with on three, um, you know, you, you can see that he very, very values the the culture and the atmosphere and I guess how quarterbacks are set up to be successful at Michigan under Campbell's direction. Um, and, you know, I think the staff also values Smith as a dual threat um, passer with incredible upside. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for him to play, um, you know, get a spot as the number one quarterback in Michigan. And like what Charles Powers said, he could be a multi-year starter for the Wolverines. Yeah, I have a few different things to say here about Carter Smith. One, like I see someone already in the chat saying we want Bryce. Like just because, you know, Bryce Underwood is the number one player in the country and has been the number one guy on Michigan's board for a while doesn't mean you should be disappointed in the take of Carter Smith. You know, Bryce Underwood is is Bryce Underwood. He's he's everything as advertised. But that doesn't mean that you're getting, you know, a second. I don't know. It doesn't mean you're getting leftovers in Carter Smith. This is a guy that Kirk Campbell went down to evaluate in Florida. Love pushed immediately like he I wrote on the Wolverine. If you're not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com, you can subscribe right now for one dollar for one month. But I wrote after Campbell went down to see him in Florida and they were bringing him up for that unofficial visit. I said, Carter Smith is like the guy. He's number two on the board right now behind Bryce Underwood. That means he leapfrogged guys like Usain Longstreet, Bear Bachmeyer, Ryan Montgomery, even George McIntyre. Like they loved Carter Smith. Um, you know, getting him an offer was a formality. They just wanted, you know, him to meet Jim Harbaugh and they wanted to do it in person. Um 
And, you know, after the visit or during the visit and in the days after they had discussions about the approach to 2025 quarterback recruiting, they decided that Carter Smith was a take because they really did like him that much. Carter Smith was a take based on merit, not based be based on, you know, wanting to have a contingency plan for Bryce Underwood. If that was the case, they would have waited until after January to make a decision on quarterbacks and they would have done the stupid all your eggs in one basket approach uh, again. But with Carter Smith, this is again, a kid they absolutely loved. And you pull up the tape, you can see why. Now I'm a big person on in per, I'm big on in-person evaluations. Everybody knows that I get on the road more than anybody. Um, but I, and I haven't seen Smith live, but if you pull up the tape, it's not really hard to miss why Campbell fell in love with Smith. I mean, he's a superior athlete. Zach mentioned some of the things that make him special. I mean, he's a legit MLB prospect. And, you know, I love guys that excel on the diamond. You know, I'm not a big fan of baseball, but I do think that the skill set translates really well to the football field. Guys that are really high level baseball players that excel on on the football field as well, usually pan out at the next level for whatever reason, those sports just go together really, really well. Um, on top of that, I mean, you have a kid running track, you have a kid that rushed for 16 touchdowns this season. Uh, he's also a guy that just, I mean, you, you see that athleticism, you see the ability to create. I spoke to a source um, close to the Michigan program and he told me, hey, we see a lot of J.J. McCarthy and Carter Smith. And there's that block, man, looking like sunshine from Remember the Titans, just delivering that block and demolishing kids. Um, but he's just really special as a runner. And he has the potential to be really special as a creator at the next level. He does some off-platform throws, as Zach mentioned, but his ability to escape um, and pick up yards with his legs, his ability to escape the pass rush and just, you know, still deliver really nice balls are, are some things that really stick out about him. And, you know, we talk a lot about him needing to clean up his mechanics and he does, you know, the release still is, is a little more like a baseball release. He doesn't have the best footwork, but man, once he really polishes up as an actual passer, I think the sky is the limit here. So in 2024, you're bringing in Jaden Davis, who's a high-level game manager. You have Jaden Davis, who is really accurate, short to intermediate, really high football IQ, great mental processing, great game manager. Really is, uh, you know, I've said before, has the potential to be a better version of Cade McNamara. But what Jaden doesn't bring is the playmaking ability. And, you know, everybody always asks, well, why are you so down on Jaden Davis? It's that. It's that he's not a big threat with his legs. He's a shorter quarterback and he's not a creator. With Carter Smith, he's definitely not as polished as Jaden Davis as a pure passer. But the upside is really, really high, man. I mean, he's, again, uh, just a really special athlete. Whenever you give yourself a quarterback that has – um, the ability to make plays with his legs, you have a high floor as well because he can do 
so many different things. So there's a lot to like about Carter Smith, especially coming in after a, a safe take like Jaden Davis. Now you have an exciting take in Carter Smith. And, you know, people make a big deal about the rankings and how Smith isn't ranked high by all the sites right now. The trajectory is so high here. I think his rankings will only go up as he continues to improve as a pure passer. The athletic skill set is there. Um, the dynamic ability is there. So his rankings are going to go up. Whereas you had Jaden Davis, who was ranked extremely high early on, and people were excited about this five-star quarterback commit. And now he's not a five-star on any service, and he's continued to drop because he peaked early and was limited athletically. That's not what you're going to have with Smith. He's His best football is way, way, way ahead of him. So I'm really excited about Carter Smith. You should be excited about Carter Smith. Chris Ewald Sr. seems excited about Carter Smith. I actually called Chris Ewald Sr. a couple of weeks ago and said, hey, man, get on Carter Smith uh, for your seven-on-seven team. So for those that don't know, Chris Ewald Sr. is heavily involved uh, with DEF CON, which is one of the premier travel seven-on-seven teams in South Florida. Chris Ewald Jr., Michigan's top 100 cornerback commit, um, you know, is a star for that team. So trying to get them connected with Carter Smith so we can see a Carter Smith, Chris Ewald combination on the seven on seven circuit this offseason. And, you know, lastly, that's another big thing. You know, on the defensive side of the ball, you have a guy who's already the face of the class in Chris Ewald. You know, Chris is a little more quiet, but I think he just commands so much respect and can still be you know, that high level recruiter as well. Similar to Will Johnson, you know, Will Johnson wasn't a guy with this super magnetic personality, but was just really well respected, traveled across the country on the seven on seven circuit, much like Chris Ewald Jr. And so they have that ability to attract um, other top players on the defensive side of the ball. Now, on the offensive side of the ball, Michigan hasn't had a vocal leader at the quarterback position since J.J. McCarthy. Uh, you know, you had project takes for the last couple of cycles. Jaden Davis is more of a quiet kid. I think when you look at the offensive side of the ball, you do need that vocal magnetic leader. And that's what Carter Smith is. I think he has some of the same personality traits as J.J. McCarthy. Obviously, I don't know Carter as well as I knew J.J., at least not right now. But just from doing the interviews with him and things like that, man, there's just a lot that stands out about this kid. So I think he can be a great class leader as well. Now, landing Carter Smith does not mean that Michigan has waved the white flag with Bryce Underwood. But before we talk about that, we do have a message from our presenting sponsor, and that is Leonard Financial Solutions. Uh, Leonard Financial Solutions founder Jonathan Leonard wants you to listen, wants to listen to you to get to know your story and how he can best help you. People often hesitate to contact a financial advisor because they think they have to know what they want first. Leonard Financial Solutions founder Jonathan Leonard will start you at square one, getting to know you and your unique situation. 
you don't want to live outlive your retirement money. You don't want to make risky investments. You don't want your loved ones to experience financial insecurity. Leonard Financial Solutions wants to alleviate your fears by providing you with options for life insurance, income protection, retirement income, safe annuities, and Medicare. They take the time to explain the pros and cons of each product and will not rush you through the decision-making process, giving you the time you need to commit to a plan. When is the best time to sit down with a financial advisor? Now, whether you are just starting out, hoping to retire in the next five years, or already retired, Leonard Financial Solutions wants to help you make smart decisions about your money, get the expert financial advice without the high pressure sales pitch, reach out to get started today for a free consultation at www.leonardfs.com or call 856-444-LIFE. Again, that's leonardfs.com or call 856-444-LIFE. All right, again, big shout out to Leonard Financial Solutions for sponsoring tonight's show. Let's get back to the topic. Look, like I said, Michigan hasn't waved the white flag for Bryce Underwood. Just because they took Carter Smith doesn't mean that they're going to stop recruiting Underwood. I think Carter Smith understands that. And he's still committed, which, again, shows a lot about his character and wanting to compete and how much he fell in love with Michigan. But, you know, let's throw it over to Zach. Uh, You know, you've seen Underwood more than anybody this year you've gone out to see him many times whether it's at the tom lemming showcase or belleville high school or at his games this fall uh you've been on top of underwood do you think that michigan taking carter smith is going to have any effect on the way he views the wolverines no um bryce has said before um in many interviews um that it doesn't really matter who comes in before him, with him, or after him to any school. Like His goal is to start immediately as a true freshman, and he has the generational traits to do so. Um, with Michigan, you know, with Carter, you know, they're still trying and, you know, still trying to get him up for an Ohio State visit with Underwood. Regular contact is still taking place between Kirk Campbell and Underwood and his family at least once a week. Um, you know, that Ohio State game for the regular season finale. Like that would be the first time Underwood has been on campus since late July. Um, has not been to a game day visit yet, so they're trying to do so. But I mean, they're going to keep recruiting him until January sixth, right? Or when he's expected to announce a commitment. Um, we all know the scheduling with Division One finals is still in question. You know whether or not Underwood does show up. You know Belleville's heavily favored favorited. To return to Ford Field um, on that Sunday, the day after the Ohio State game, and we know that Underwood's a very team first, you know, has a very, very team first type of attitude and has that character about him. So, um, you know, whether it's the Ohio State game or uh, next month in December before the dead period, like they're going to try to get him in. Um, we talked about this on last week's show, you know, the positives that come with both an Ohio State game and a December visit, but. You know, I guess there's a possibility, right? Like, I think people are kind of questioning, you know, this Michigan's done at quarterback recruiting. But, you know, there's a lot that goes into potentially taking two quarterbacks based on scenarios that could happen, right? Like, J.J. McCarthy's draft stock is is rising. Um, I've seen on multiple mock drafts that he's the third overall quarterback taken in the draft. So, if he goes high, you know, there's a possibility that he just leaves, Um but there's also the possibility of backups leaving f- for the portal. Um, you know, the fact that Michigan 
hasn't then sign a true true quarterback in the 2023 recruiting class so you know bringing in two quarterbacks is a smart move um you know in a perfect world you know michigan lands underwood and carter smith you know you got one guy who's like i said a bona fide freshman quarterback ready to take the reins and then you have another one with very high upside that pundits have said that he could be a multi-year starter so um less than 50 days until the January 6th commitment. So, you know, Michigan has to, there's few, the window's closing to get him on in a visit, but if they do, they would likely be the last visit. So we all know how important that is too. Yeah, definitely. So <clears throat> here's the deal. Um, like Zach said, Michigan's going to continue to recruit Underwood until he makes that decision in January. They are very, very happy with Carter Smith, if Underwood goes to LSU, I think they'll just be fine with Smith on board. There's a reason that they took Carter Smith this early, and I agree with it. I think it was a smart move for Kirk Campbell. I'm tired of the all your eggs in one basket approach, and I'm glad it's retired. Now, I still think LSU is the team to beat for Bryce Underwood, and I've said that for a couple of weeks now. I've given LSU the slight edge, especially with Underwood not having visited campus this fall and still being a maybe for the game against Ohio State. Now, I'm not sure Smith's commitment has anything to do with Underwood. I think I would agree with Zach there. I don't think Underwood is going to be scared off by Carter Smith. I don't think Underwood would be scared off by anybody. And even when like Jaden Davis committed this cycle, I said Underwood doesn't care. Um, I really don't think he does. I think that, you know, the bigger thing hindering or the two biggest things that could potentially hinder Michigan with Underwood are one, you know, Jim Harbaugh's status. And, and that really didn't seem to affect Carter Smith, you know, but I think if Harbaugh signs an extension, that could certainly help. But the biggest thing is going to be NIL. And I don't have a lot of faith that Michigan will outduel LSU, even though LSU is probably not the same in the same boat as maybe a, a Texas A&M or a Miami or someone like that. But I do think that um, if NIL is a big factor here, I don't have a whole lot of confidence with Michigan. So, you know, we'll see how things kind of shake out there. He's still you know, on the board, they're still going to recruit him hard. We're still going to report on him. Um, but look, if if Michigan misses out on Underwood, you have a great quarterback with a lot of upside in Carter Smith. You know, I like Carter Smith more than I like Jaden Davis. I think that Carter Smith is the best quarterback land since J.J. McCarthy, you know, especially with those back-to-back -back project years. You know, I, I prefer the upside of Smith uh, as opposed to the floor of Jaden Davis. Um, and when you look at the quarterback room right now, before we move on, you know, to the next topic, when you look at the quarterback room right now, the other thing with Bryce is, you know, he knows that Michigan needs quarterbacks. I think, you know, Zach kind of mentioned it there at the end with JJ McCarthy, potentially going, you have JJ McCarthy, who's potentially going to the draft, not saying he is going to the draft. He could come back as a senior for sure. He loves Michigan, but JJ potentially going to the draft, right? Let's say that happens, you know, who's your starting quarterback next year. There aren't a lot of guys on the roster right now 
that give you confidence. You know, the quarterback room is lacking. I also think you're going to have, you know, just natural attrition guys wanting to go places where they can probably play like uh, a Jaden Denigal. Not not saying Jaden Denigal is going to transfer, but, you know, he's a guy that could if he actually wants significant time at the quarterback position, much like Dan Villari you know, transferred to seek an opportunity to, to play more quarterback. You could also have guys change positions. You know, Alex Orgy is such an intriguing athlete, but what do you do with him? Uh, Kendrick Bell came in as a quarterback, but they initially liked him as a wide receiver type of athlete. So, yeah, I mean, you could have guys switch positions. You could have guys leave. And there isn't a proven, you know, real proven commodity in the quarterback room and then you could have JJ leave and you don't want Jaden Davis to start as a true freshman. Now, as you know, even though I said, I like Carter Smith more, I think Jaden Davis is better equipped to start early just because he's more polished as a passer and he, he is a high level processor. I think he could come in and be a safe game manager, but yeah, I mean, the, the quarterback room's a little scary there. So I think, you know, two quarterbacks is still a possibility in 25. I think Michigan is for sure going to hit the portal and uh, potentially take two quarterbacks out of the portal. Maybe a guy that gives you some depth and maybe a guy that can come in and be your starter next year. So, you know, we'll see how quarterback shakes out. But uh, yeah, I mean, and, and let's say Michigan does miss on Bryce Underwood, you know, they're they, they could still go after a guy like a Husan Longstreet or, or someone like that in 25 that doesn't mind being part of a two quarterback class, knowing that the, the quarterback room at Michigan's lacking a bit. Um, but the portal will, will definitely be an option for the Wolverines. And NIL hasn't shown to be too big of a problem for Michigan when it comes to portal recruiting. It's just been more, uh, more high school recruiting. Um, but that's the uh, quarterback wrap up before we dive into our time on the road we do have a message from another sponsor and that's barry gallagher he's actually written a book lloyd carr's michigan football journey millions of michigan wolverine football fans loved coach coach lloyd h carr jr as much as he loved the university of michigan this insightful book details how an interim coach stepped up for the michigan wolverines and won his way into the College Football Hall of Fame. Lloyd Carr's Michigan football journey tells a complete story of Coach Lloyd Carr's 28-year journey, 15 years as an assistant, 13 years as a head coach, to bring Michigan football back to national prominence and how he kept it there. Coach Carr's incredible work gave Michigan football fans one of the greatest era in the school's magnificent football history, no losing seasons in 13 years, one national championship, five Big Ten championships, and six bowl wins, the most in Wolverine football history. Lloyd Carr won with integrity. And no Michigan coach is associated with more program victories than Lloyd Carr. This book gives you a comprehensive look at the amazing Michigan career of Lloyd Henry Carr Jr. It is full of original research charts and tables that clearly illustrate how and why Coach Carr became a college football coaching legend. Rich Hewlett, one of Carr's first players at Michigan, wrote a heartfelt forward that sets the tone for a closer look at one of college football's greatest coaches. Order your copy today at Amazon or at mden.com. All right. Thanks to uh, Barry Gallagher for sponsoring tonight's show. So 
We'll have more of 2025 quarterback recruiting uh, tomorrow at the Wolverine.com and for wall-to-wall coverage on the Carter Smith commitment, you can also head to the Wolverine.com. Sign up today for just $1 for one month. That gets you premium insider recruiting information, team information, and so much more. We are uh, close to ending the show tonight, so if you do want a question answered, make sure to leave a super chat and also we have a ton of viewers tonight so like this video and subscribe to our youtube channel for free all right zach and i were on the road this weekend seeing recruits as we always do um i saw a pair of commits and a handful of targets zach saw a handful of targets in indiana so we'll quickly talk about all of them but we do have a super chat from cody johnson what are your thoughts on getting Dante more out of the portal? Uh, Zach, I'll let you go first since I am in desperate need of water. Uh, yeah, Kirk Campbell. Well, back backtrack. Matt Weiss, the former Michigan quarterbacks coach, got fired after Dante Moore enrolled at UCLA. So I guess like my educated guess, you know, there's got if Chip Kelly gets fired, Dante leaves for the portal. Um, what all what ifs, you know, there's got to be a relationship built between Campbell and Moore because, you know, Moore was, I mean, Campbell was only an analyst when Dante was a top main target for last last cycle. So um, I, I don't think it's, you know, there's got to be some relationship building, some uh, communication if that has, if that ever transpires. Yeah. So, you know, I thought about this and I'm like, well, Dante is just going to go where Kenny Dillingham is now. You know, Kenny Dillingham's the guy that originally won his recruitment at Oregon before he ultimately flipped to UCLA. But Dillingham's at Arizona State now, and they already have Jaden Rashada, um, who was a highly touted quarterback in Dante's class. So I'm not sure that's going to really be an option. So where does he go from there? Um, I don't really think he'll stick at UCLA unless they hire someone that he had previous connections with. So yeah, the, I mean, the door could be open for Dante to return to Michigan. I always felt like Dante wanted to be away from home though. So I'm not sure that, uh, that he really loved the idea of coming back home, but with Michigan still you know, needing a guy that can come in and start right away at the quarterback position, you know, that is something that he may explore. Um, and I think Michigan will take a look at it. Like Zach said, there isn't a pre-existing relationship really between Kirk Campbell and Dante because Matt Weiss, you know, um, had, you know, golf cart gate with Dante Moore and, you know, did a terrible job in his recruitment. But there is pre-existing relationships with other members of the staff, you know, like Ron Bellamy knows Dante Moore and his family. You know, Jim Harbaugh was involved in that recruitment. Obviously, there's familiarity with him. Uh, Steve Klingscale knows guys around Dante Moore's recruitment. Sharon Moore was involved in the recruitment a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I haven't heard anything there and I haven't really reached out to Dante about it. He's in the middle of the season and I don't want to bug him, but... I could definitely see a situation where that actually does happen, or at least Michigan, you know, becomes some type of player if Moore does hit the portal. Um, and there are reports that uh, Chip Kelly is set to be fired, so I'm sure that's why 
that is coming in for those of you that did not see that news on x.com. But let's go ahead and and talk about our time on the road. Um, I will start since I saw a pair of Michigan commits. I had a chance to see Devin Baxter and Manuel Beagle. This was my third time seeing Devin Baxter in person and everybody knows how much I've, uh, really been high on Baxter throughout this process, even when he wasn't ranked at all. Um, Now uh, ranked as a top 250 prospect nationally on the industry ranking. And unfortunately, Baxter's senior year came to an end uh, in a really close loss. And this in-game evaluation wasn't the best because Baxter was like at 40% health-wise. He suffered a lat injury a few weeks ago and you know, decided to give it a try and come back for this second round playoff matchup. And he just wasn't at full strength, but you still saw the flashes throughout the entire season. I think I was really happy with Baxter's improvement from a technical standpoint. This is a guy with a really, really high ceiling. He has the potential to be uh, one of the next best edge rushers at Michigan, literally a David Ajabo type of ceiling. I mean, he's going to need some time to develop, but as a physical specimen, he's really impressive, uh, really smart football player as well. Actually grew up playing quarterback. And the other thing is his frame, man. He's listed at six foot five, 235, but he's a bigger guy. He actually was 260 as an underclassman and cut down to 235. So he can easily bulk back up uh, under Ben Herbert. And the unfortunate thing about Baxter is he was set to be an early enrollee, but there was an issue with a literature class. So now he will be a regular enrollee. And that's not Baxter's fault. He actually took a bunch of honors courses and he's currently enrolled in AP literature. And the dude has enough credits to graduate right now, but the state of Maryland requires a full year of literature and there was an issue with the guidance counselor and I don't think anybody wants to hear about that point is that Baxter is not going to be able to enroll early which is a shame he's literally just going to class next semester to take literature and do nothing else but uh, he could have benefited greatly from enrolling early either way that ceiling is still there and I think you know uh, a couple years from now you know Baxter is going to be Uh, a big-time playmaker on the defensive side of the ball for Michigan. Now, on the flip side of the coin, I saw Emmanuel Beagle, um, who's not talked about often, three-star defensive line commit out of uh, Choate in Connecticut. Um, You know, he's a kid that came over from Germany, played exclusively along the offensive line last year when I saw him live. He's actually still listed as an interior offensive lineman, uh, so – Zach, remember to tell me to text Charles Power, our rankings director, because rankings are coming out soon. So, yes, we will have a lot to talk about next week. Um, But Michigan is recruiting him as a defensive lineman. He played exclusively as a defensive lineman this weekend and has been playing as a defensive lineman throughout his senior year. Now, he did miss uh, about a month of playing time. But he was back over the weekend. And and you can see the upside with him, too. I mean, he is still very, very raw from a technical standpoint, which can be expected for an international player that hasn't played a lot of football. But from an athletic standpoint, I mean, six foot five, 280, built really, really well. I mean, he has a really chiseled frame, not a lot of body fat on him. So I think he can play at about 320 
with no problem. Michigan really likes him as a three technique. He brings a lot of length to the table. He's a guy that I believe runs in the four, eight, four, nine range. So, you know, the speed, the athleticism is really there. The length is really there as well. Um, just have to teach him to play football. And so, you know, Mike Elston is one of the best teachers, I think, in college football when it comes to defensive line coaches. So you probably won't hear from Manuel Beagle for two, three years. But, uh, you know, if Elston is able to teach him to play, um, you know, with more technique and, and to just learn the game in general, I think that Beagle has all the athletic traits to be a really good defensive lineman at the next level. And, you know, like I said, I, I saw that on Saturday afternoon out in New England. And, you know, there were things, there were some reps where you're just like, wow, this guy can be a monster. And then there were some reps where you're like, what is this guy doing? Because he's just running out there with his head cut off. You know, he's not following coolers. He's not squeezing down. He's not reading his keys, doing basic things. Um, so those things are going to have to be taught at Michigan. But again, you know, that athletic upside is really there for Manuel Beagle. Let's talk about some underclassmen, Michigan gaining some momentum in the 2025 recruiting class. Now you have, you know, an on 300 quarterback in Carter Smith. You have a top 100 cornerback in Chris Ewald. You're slowly starting to see Michigan build that momentum. Now a top 10 recruiting class in 2025. Zach, you were out in Indianapolis, Michigan making uh, Indianapolis more of a priority, it seems. Uh, you saw three targets out there. Give us a quick rundown. Yeah, so let's start off with Mark Zachary on 300 cornerback from powerhouse Ben Davis. I only saw the second half of his game, but you could see glimpses of what the Michigan coaches have said to him in person on his visit in October. Um, after the game, you know, him and I talked about that visit. Uh, it happened on his fall break, so it was a midweek visit, um, which allowed him a lot of personal personal time with uh, defensive backs coach Steve Klingscale and defensive coordinator Jesse Minter. Um they showed him a lot of film of, and just how he would fit at Michigan. You know, they showed him uh, Will Johnson, um, Mike Sandris still, um, specifically with Sandris still. You know, Zachary talked a lot about him because you know we all know that Sandris still is making a huge impact on Michigan's defense uh, after converting from wide receiver. And at Ben Davis, Zachary starts at both the outside corner and the outside receiver. Um, he said he plans to take an unofficial visit in spring. Um, the original plan was to take a game day visit, but Ben Davis is still in the playoffs. And if they go to the finals, um, that's when Michigan plays the Ohio State game. So he said it was for a good cause, but he is gonna said he's going to return. Um, again, unofficial visit in the spring and then an official visit um, when it's ready to take those. But, you know, it, looking at his visit schedule, you know, he's been to – Notre Dame multiple times. He's been to Ohio State multiple times. And he brought that up, you know. He's only been to Michigan once, and he loved it so much, but he still wants to see more. So um, he wants to get more familiarity familiarity with that school as much as he has with the others. Um, you know, with Notre Dame, uh, they have a huge lead on the on-three recruiting prediction machine. Um, you know, he grew up an Ohio State fan, and he's visited there, like I said, multiple times. But – you know, Michigan really values him, and you can see that. Um, he is a true six foot oh, 155, 165 pounder. Um, he is skinny, and he needs to continue getting some weight on him. Um, but he didn't really get out muscled on the field. Um, you know, the opposing team, 
uh, they really only threw to him in his, uh, you know, radius one time, like his intended target. Um, that wide receiver that he had, you know, played on man for, I think he had a few inches on him, but it wasn't like it impacted, uh, it impacted the one-on-one matchup. Uh, run support, you know, Zachary really likes to throw his body into it. Um, he really, he has a good enough speed to prevent, you know, the running quarterback that the opposing team had who's currently committed to Colorado from breaking out and making outside runs. Um, he comes from a school in Ben Davis. That's, you know, it's, I guess for lack of better words, it's just a lot of dogs, right? Like a lot of kids who are just physical, tough, and just get after it. Um, Zachary actually compared Ben Davis to Michigan, you know, just how things are operated and, he, he saw it for himself after hearing it from, from his uncle, who was a Michigan fan, and hearing it from, from actually Chris Evans, the former Michigan running back, who also attended uh, Ben Davis. So, like I said, Notre Dame's making a big push. Ohio State's in there with a couple others. But, you know, I think hearing from him, you know, hearing from him that Michigan is going to get a couple of returns in the spring just to get a more in-depth look shows that Michigan is a true contender. But uh, – I saw the first second half of that game, but I did see the first half of on 300 edge target Damian Shanklin out of Indianapolis Warren Central. Um, it, it took me 24 minutes. Well, really, it only took me five minutes, but after 24 minutes of seeing him play, I, I absolutely love this kid. Uh, seven total tackles in the first half, two for loss, including a couple of quarterback hurries. Um, he played in a four-man defensive line front. Um, always played on the right side with his hand in the dirt. But six foot five, two hundred and ten to two hundred twenty pounds. Great length in his arms and his lower half. Um, he's clearly added strength in the offseason through his time in the weight room, and he really has the frame where you can see him play at the same kind of caliber at two forty, two fifty, two sixty. Um, he gets off the ball in a hurry. He's able to fight off you know, offensive tackles. The team that they played is arguably the best in the state, and they just have a um, like a mammoth at offensive tackle and offensive guard. But um, Damian Shanklin really had their way with them in terms of just splitting double teams, um, getting into the backfield, causing havoc with the quarterback. Um, he was actually held twice, but he was stable, still able to break free. Um, you, he, some of his tackles, you know, just proper form. Uh, he can get open in space. Uh, it's comfortable playing in space. You know, once he gets frees himself from a block, um, he uses a variety of moves. I saw him do swim, you know, spin, rip and pull. Um, he has a speed. He has a speed, but I wouldn't really categorize him as a pure speed rusher. Like he's very technical, right? Like he has a high IQ and has a set of tools in his repertoire to um, not just be a guy who can um, get after the quarterback using just his speed off the edge. So. Um, Along with just him just being a run stuffer, you know, the opposing team uh, really liked to run the ball. It was cold out the side. So um, in that first half, you know, it was just uh, run defense was really, really good from Shanklin. But, yeah, he's coming up for the Ohio State game on November 25th. Uh, he was originally expected to be there for Purdue, um, but rescheduling happened. But Shanklin has been watching Michigan's defensive line um, these last three games. Uh, he got offered right before the Michigan State game, which he saw in person. Um, pass rush specialist on Michigan staff, Dylan Roney is building a really good relationship with them so far. And, um, you can hear it in his interviews, right? Like he's talking about how coaches really 
you can tell which coaches kind of dive deep in the film and kind of see where Shanklin fits. And Michigan views him as an outside linebacker or a stand-up edge. Um, Shanklin has really good things to say about Michigan defensive line and just their mentality and how they play. So I think that def- that game is going to really be big in terms of Michigan becoming more of a threat. Um, obviously, Notre Dame is the lead in the on three recruiting prediction machine. Um, he visited South Bend twice in October, so there's a lot of momentum on their side. But, um, yeah, I think Michigan and, you know, we've seen Dylan Roney, too, having a really big contribution on the recruiting trail. So with a big win, with high production numbers from Michigan's defensive line against Ohio State, plus as more um, communication transpires between him and Roney, I can truly see Michigan being a contender as – He's going to be one that we're going to be viewing late in the fall, too, because he says he's going to be patient with it. So um, this is one that I really think Michigan needs to grab, um, you know, just based on how he is as a, as a pass rusher and just his uh, trajectory based on physic- uh, who, uh, what he can become physically. You are muted. Uh, my mic is muted. Uh, thanks again, Zach, for that. Um, I'll quickly go through the two guys I saw. I have to get on the phone with Carter Smith's coach like in one minute. So <laughs> let's go ahead and start off with on 300 offensive lineman Will Black. Um, tall, long, athletic tackle uh, guy that is coming back for the game against Ohio State. He is a teammate of Manuel Beagle and definitely one to watch next cycle. The other underclassman I saw was on 300 running back Iverson Howard, probably the guy at the running back position next cycle, told me that Michigan's still at the top of the board, but schools like Oregon, Wisconsin, Maryland, Penn State are continuing to recruit him hard. You know, Michigan just not really involved with a lot of elite backs nationally. Iverson Howard kind of in the same mold as a Donovan Edwards, Micah Kaapana can play in the slot, speedy back, kind of an all-purpose guy. So, you know, he's looking to come back for a visit relatively soon, but uh, Michigan still remains a major contender in his recruitment. All right, guys, make sure to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel for free. I will be back tomorrow to answer all of your questions. Also, subscribe to thewolverine.com for just $1 for one month. Appreciate Zach for being here. We appreciate all you guys for being here and uh, creating great discussion in the comments. Uh, Looks like they have started bullying some Ohio State invaders. So shout out to you guys. Um, But yeah, see you guys tomorrow. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.